0: This is the Lombardi
2: Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher
3: on v Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back. Presented by MGM. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. After his sojourn, he's back there in Ocean City, New Jersey. He's in mid-season form. He's got the text. I even think I saw you chewing on a number two pencil earlier today. You know he's in regular <laughs> season form when he breaks no. out the number two. Okay, Was that, is that what I saw you chewing on?
4: No, I think it's a pen. I don't have. I only okay, have. I only have wingtip pencils over here. But anyway, how are we doing, Patrick? We good for the second about, hour? We're ready to go? We're not, do, we're not doing do good. Have, we're doing do great. Well, what do you have up
3: your things, sleeve? Well, a couple things. Couple three things. Couple, One, three things. Green Bay, Kansas City. Uh, Green Bay's in Kansas City tonight, of course, and it's two. A couple, most shops sit in one and a half actually with Green Bay favored. San Francisco, the news. Uh, Pat McAfee reporting Michael Lombardi told you Trey Lance should be playing plenty. It looks like Lance is going to get the first half today. San Francisco's laying three on the game. They're laying three and a half, four in the first half at Houston. You've got tomorrow four preseason week three games, including New England and Las Vegas, which brings us to where I want to go. I have been so excited <laughs> to hear. About, first off, did you see what Belichick was saying about the training facility there in Henderson, Nevada? He said it's the best he's ever seen the Raiders built. Uh, but you were there last week for, well, actually, you were there earlier this week. I always get confused because our Mondays are on a Thursday. Uh, t- yeah. Walk us through the joint practices. What'd you take away, Michael?
4: Well, I mean, I think Bill's right. I mean, Mark Davis, uh, the former president, Mark Bedane, they did a wonderful job in building this facility. It it is magnificent. It's got three great practice fields. It's got an indoor practice field. The offices are functional. They're not over the top. It's not like they're using them for recruiting. They're functional. They've got enough office space, and it it really works, and the players are in a lot of comfort, considering where we were. You know, I put an Instagram reel out. You know, when we were in Alameda, 20, 1220 Harbor Bay Parkway there in Alameda. I mean, we had the worst carpet you could ever imagine. I mean, it was disgusting. It was pink and green. You know, we wouldn't mm. change the carpet. Couldn't get office supply. I mean, try to get an office, try to get a number two pencil then. Good luck, you know. And so, you know, legal pads, forget about it, you know. And so... Uh, this is just a completely dip, different atmosphere. Credit to Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders. Magnificent. I think it's just really wonderful. And I thought their practices were great. I was there for... A Tuesday practice. The the Monday the Raiders did not practice. The Patriots practiced at the facility on 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 Monday. They went back to the M Hotel where they're staying, and then Tuesday they both practiced together. And then I had to leave Wednesday morning. But I thought it was two really good practices. I mean, two teams practicing well together. No fights. The players understood what each situation was, uh, how they were handling the situation, and the and you got to see it. I think the one thing for me. That jumps out is whatever you can get a chance to watch a great player. You learn so much watching them, and Devontae Adams is a great player, but he's one of the hardest working players on the team. You know, and and you could see it in his route detail. You could see it at his pace. You could see it as in, in what he was doing. To me, it was remarkable.
3: Okay, couple things. One, you can go to M Lombardi NFL on Instagram to see the stories because when you're talking about these new facilities and there's always so much consternation when a team leaves a city for another, but when you, you were right there by the airport with your old facilities there in Alameda. Like I, I think it's those offices were famously bad for just any industry, let alone being one of 32 in the NFL. You go from that to having the most glorious setup in the NFL. Like you can understand why Mark Davis had to get out.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, look, the Raiders won Super Bowls in bad facilities. The facility Fair. in El Segundo was an old middle school. You know, in fact, Elliot Wolf, who's the assistant general manager at the Patriots and I were laughing. I said, if your dad, your dad was here, you know, he grow, you know, worked in El Segundo, worked over, you know, in in Santa Rosa, that was a dump up there too. So it's not what makes it. I mean, when we won our first, when I won the first Super Bowl in my life, we were at Seven Eleven Nevada street, which was kind of a, a, a dumpy place, but, This workplace, because the players are around so much, the workplace environment, the food, the conditioning, all the things that they need to become a better player are right there. And it's just so well done there. In New England, it's a little different because it's in the stadium. There's no windows. It's a conducive environment, but they don't have it. They don't have as much space as they do out there in Henderson.
3: Oh, I'm glad you brought up Devonte Adams because my time there in Vegas it was short while he was there. But all you heard about is what a professional he was, how hard he practices, how every single practice and every single rep is so fastidious. And I bring him up because remember, you know about the connection with Carr and Devonte Adams in college, so there should be some synergy. 1583 as far as receiving yards for Devonte Adams last year. I go to DraftKings; he's sitting 1,200 and a half receiving yards. you like him on that over?
4: Well, I mean, look, he's going to get every single double coverage, but he beats against it. You know, he's able to win when everybody knows he's getting the football. And Carr is really accurate with the ball. I mean, that's not state secrets that I'm giving out. If Carr is protected, he will deliver the ball to Adams in the spot where only he will catch it. He's very good at doing that. So, I think this offense is very good. It has great skill. I didn't see Waller. He was still injured, so he wasn't out there. But they've got enough running backs. I think Jacobs can be a very good back in what they're trying to get done. The box will be light. Hunter Renfro is only going to be a better pro because Hunter Renfro is watching Adams work. He's watching how much details in his game. That, that raises the bar. This is a different team than when McDaniels went to Denver. And everybody wants to draw comparisons. This team has embraced the, for lack of a better term, the Patriot way, the attention to detail that the coaches want to give. Carr, Adams, those guys are all in. And so McDaniels has a core of players that are already buying into the program. That's critical. Now, he can start to develop what he wants to develop, and I think you'll see that with Adams' play on the field. I think it'll affect Renfro. I know it'll affect Waller because Waller can be really good.
3: What was the interaction like? You saw McDaniel. I mean, these are all old friends of yours, not
4: just colleagues. No, it's a homecoming. Patrick, it was a homecoming for everybody. I mean, it's crazy. You know, his dad was there, Tom McDaniel, a legendary high school coach uh, from Northeast Ohio down in Canton. You know, Bill. You know, like Bill and I were talking on the field. I mean, it's kind of surreal. I mean, Bill and I in 1991. You know, Brian Belichick wasn't even born yet. Mick was a baby, <laughs> Steven was a baby, and here these two guys are out there running, running offense and defense. I mean, it's kind of like, well, wait a minute, where did where did this all happen? How did that happen so quickly? You know, and uh, so the, it's kind of was it was a nostalgia classic tour a little bit to see it but it was fun to watch the two teams there's mutual respect between obviously the coaches on each staff
3: I was gonna say it must just be one of those overwhelming how time flies moments when you get together yeah. with that crew right I mean think about it your no. son's now the offensive coordinator <laughs>
4: Right. I mean, and, you know, like I kid around there, too. When he, when I was at the Raiders, he was going down the locker room trying to steal wristbands and shoes and, you know, and all that stuff. And now he's calling plays, you know. Mm. It's hilarious. I mean, it's it's very humbling. It's Both Billy and I are very proud, proud of him for what he's been able to do in his career. But, you know, it's just like, where did it go? Where did time happen? How did it happen that quickly?
3: Yeah. And, of course, Matt down in Carolina as well. How did you find Bill Belichick as far as mood? as a better, you know I have to pry a little bit. I'm trying to get a vibe for what you
4: thought of his what he thought of his team and where they stood right now. I think he I think he feels like he's got enough talent offensively. I think he does. You know, Thornton wasn't out there, but they're very high on Thornton. I think Thornton had a collarbone injury in the last game. Parker looks really good. Aguilar's had his best camp. Aguilar and Smith, I think, were the two players that didn't play well last year that have taken a step forward this season. So that was encouraging to him. It's all got to tie together. Defensively, they look faster to me on defense. They're not as good at corner without J.C. Jackson. But I think Jalen Mills is a good player. Look, nobody could cover Adams. Let's just put that out there. Like, nobody's covering Adams. And, you know, when the fans watch the one-on-one drill, wide receiver versus defensive back, that's a hard drill for the defensive back. But even with that, no one's covering at him. I mean, that's how good he is. And what makes him so good is he plays slow, but he's playing fast. Like, everything he does looks like he gives no effort to it, but it's just amazing. And his hands, his ability to catch the ball when the ball is in the air without him showing his hands is remarkable. He really is a pickpocketer. He can pickpocket the ball perfectly. So, you know, it was good. I think I think. The Patriots concerned will be tying all this together offensively. I think they're also concerned: are they are they going to be deep enough at the secondary to matter? And then I think when you look at the Raiders defensive tackle, do they have enough depth there and offensive line? I think those are the two positions that the Raiders feel like they're better at corner. Hobbs is a good corner, you know. But look, here's the Raiders' problem: more than anything, you know, you've got Abrams, you've got You've got uh, the, the Arnett no longer on the team. Ruggs no longer on the team. And Farrell was his – yesterday on on Tuesday was the first practice he's had all camp. And then you've got Jacob. All their first-round picks from the Gruden administration are giving them, other than Jacobs, are giving them very little. And that affects your team, your ability to have depth. Are you surprised? No, I wrote about it in Gridiron Genius back here. I mean, I could have saved him a lot of time and money. <laughs> You know, I mean, if you go, I should cite the page. If you go to the page, I mean, I wasn't being a jerk. I was just, I I know, know, I know John Gruden as a team builder. That's not his area of expertise.
3: I know. By the way, the irony, eight and a half, as far as regular season wins, both the Patriots and Raiders essentially juiced up to the same over at DraftKings. When we come back, I want to ask you about Mac Jones. Uh, But quickly on Devontae Adams, it's what you always say about, certain human beings he was literally born to play the position i mean he's so natural and just
4: so good at everything it's so precise it really is and in in his detail right he's out there he's the hardest working guy out there i mean max crosby after practice on tuesday ran gassers and he's in great shape i mean that's and so did adams is the same way like there's a level there's a standard of excellence that they're setting which i think josh needs
3: two guys on that Raiders team you, you pull for big time in life and that is Waller and Crosby who both insurmountable odds as far as addiction and have thrived you like to see it when yep. we come back it's year two for Mac how did he look he looks trim on TV how did he look in person I'm gonna ask Michael Lombardi about Mac Jones next here at Lombardi line presented by Bet MGM. this is Vsin the Sports betting network
1: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to the Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com/business/podcast. Chase make more of what's yours chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices message and data rates may apply jp morgan chase bank and a member fdic copyright 2024 jp morgan chase and company
6: your teen requested a ride but this time not from you it's through their uber teen account
5: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v
2: featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Okay, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip. Bring that state-issued ID. You're ready to go. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love MGM state-of-the-art technology. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older if you have a gambling problem. 1-800-522-4700. Okay, week three of the preseason as we welcome you back. Our week starts in earnest today on this Thursday. Hope you're doing well. He is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. Just a personal thing. What yeah. was it like watching your son on, pra- on the practice field? Because that was the first time, uh, right?
4: Yeah that was the first time I actually seen him coach it was great I mean it was so it's it's very very uh prideful obviously and uh watching his interaction with the players and talking to the players. Right. And have all the people come up to you and say some, so many nice things about what he's doing and how he's working. You know, it's as a parent for Millie and I, that's really a humbling and a, and a, a very prideful thing. So it's great. It was fun. And, you know, it's like anytime I get a text from somebody who meets Matthew or Mick and, you, you know, they're very positive about him. It's, you know, as a father, you really, you really you want them to have their own careers. You want them to make their own mistakes. And you, you want to be able to look back and enjoy it. And I certainly was. So it's, it was fun. It was really good.
3: Well, he's like 33, and he's already an offensive coordinator. So that is beating the odds times a trillion. But what you and Millie, and I know you, you both tend to deflect, but what you like to hear is everybody coming out and saying, he's a really good person. That's what, that's, yeah. that's the good place to start. And then you get to him being well, a good
4: coach, right? Well, one thing about this profession, you got to be grounded, you know, because there's so many highs and lows and you can't let the highs get to you and you can't let the lows get to you. You got to have to stay grounded. And fortunately, because, he, you know, his mother, you know, I wasn't home very much. So he he got that from his mother. He understands how to be grounded.
3: And what does Matt do down in Carolina? He just walks through the rain, right? Nothing. He walks through the
4: rain job. My man man is the best. Matt is going to be, uh, you know, hopefully one day he'll get an opportunity to call. Matt will be a great play caller because Matt's a very good golfer, and and Matt forgets the last bad shot. Like, Matt, you know, you need that mentality to call plays. You have to have that ability to go on to the – what's the most important play in football? The next play. And so often I've been in press boxes where the coaches are just so mad of the last play. They can't get to the next play.
3: I think that's a great point. And that translates into gambling as well, where you don't let the past defeat or the losing bet affect you. You can't go on tilt. You have to treat everything in a vacuum by itself. That is the hardest lesson betters
4: learn is not to go on tilt and not to start chasing bets. And not, and not letting the last week, win or lose, affect you the current week. Right. I mean, that's one of Belichick's greatest strengths is his ability to every week's a new week. How are we going to play the game this week to win the game? What's the strategy involved to win the game? And I, I think that's the mentality you have to have in betting, too. What happened last week may not happen. Like, for example, tonight, San Francisco-Houston. It's the perfect game for San Francisco. For me, I'm going to watch this game tonight and see how Lance reacts to the speed of Houston's defense, to how his mind is settled, whether he reads the cover. I don't care about the completions, and I'm not going to post anything on Twitter talking about, you know, I love the what Tua did here. He checked it. No, no, no let 's stop that that it 's preseason, but you 're looking for little things to help you, and I think this will give you a great idea about are you going to lay the seven against Chicago in week one with a young quarterback on the road? I think this will be a a a, a little bit of a sign, and I think you 've got to take that i 'm surprised about this game tonight, Patrick, that the over hasn 't ticked up a little bit. It opened forty and a half, and it stayed forty and a half there 's some forty ones, but it hasn 't moved up. And I think these games in, in the last weekend have a propensity to go over because they just want to get them over with, and they'll, they'll just get it over. Let's go.
3: Yeah, overs have cashed. By the way, the older, overs have cashed in this preseason by an average of nine points. So they're not just going over. They're soaring over. And it's a good point by you. Green Bay opened 39.5. I've seen them dip to 37.5 at most shops. And then San Francisco-Houston – as you mentioned, 40-and-a-half opener, mostly 40 and a half, opener, mostly 40, 40 and, a halves and 41s on the board. So a, a tremendous point by you. By the way, home teams, just 15-and-17 straight up. So two games under five hundred uh, so far, 15-and-2 15, 15 ATS. Again, that is going to be a theme. It has been a theme for years with us here on the Lombardi line, the mitigation of home field advantage. I just thought I should bring it up. Now, transition. Mac. You know, there's a multitude mm-hmm. of reasons. You always talk about when he was getting drafted, kind of that picture that post that was floating around about Mac Jones. What we we're starting to understand is he does have a little bit to his personality. There is an edge. What did you see and what did you think of Mac Jones
4: at practice? I thought he was. I thought his arm was much better in person. I thought he had more velocity on the ball. He drove the ball. I thought his accuracy was outstanding, and I think he's in com- command of his teammates. I think his teammates respect him and like him. And I think it's, they're trying to get on the same page. I think it's see it with Aguilar, his accuracy with Aguilar, his timing with Aguilar. And I think ultimately they've got to get this offensive line settled. They moved Trent Brown to left tackle. The win was at right tackle, which I think will certainly help them. They're going to run the ball to the left. And as they get into that offense with Harris and Stevenson, those backs, I think it'll be pretty good. So I was impressed with Mac. I like Mac. I like Mac coming out. I thought Mac Mac was more athletic watching him out there than I anticipated. He's not like a robot, you know. He doesn't play like without any any juice in his lower body. I felt like he had that out there.
3: Well, it, it, regardless of industry, second year we talk about the second year jump with rookies to their second year, their sophomore year in the league. But I mean, there's just so much. Whether it's just the day-to-day, the normal occurrences, like there's so much that you have to adjust to that year one where you feel comfortable coming into year two,
4: especially as a leader on the team at quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I think it's going to take a little bit, as they change, so they're changing, not that they're changing the offense, they are in a sense of they're putting things in that are a little bit different than what he had last year, and it's going to take some time. They're scaling it back to allow some of the younger players to have an influence because they were voluminous in what they did offensively. So, but once they get to the week-to-week, I think once you get to the week-to-week of the game and he can get himself into a groove, I think that's when you'll start to see him excel.
3: Well, the reason they're adding so much to their
4: repertoire is because of the new offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I knew you'd get there. Look, I, I've said this, okay? So, like, all right, let's talk. Let's talk about that for a second, okay? So, you have a play sheet okay. in front of you, and I, I could get one of Josh McDaniels' play sheets. And and the way a play sheet is set up, it's you know, third three to five. Here are the five things we want to run. Third ten and plus. Here's the t- four things we want to run. Like what? What Kellen Moore's doing, what everybody is looking at what you game planned and calling it based on what you game planned right there at the sheet. Andy Reid's doing the same thing, and then they check it off with their thing. So the game plan is set up. Now, I think the more fundamental question is who is going to put the game plan together in New England? It's not who's calling it. Who's putting it together? How are they getting there? I think the head coach will be involved. I think he'll be intimately involved in all those things. I think he'll probably be more involved with offense than he was with defense only because he knows that's where his expertise is needed. That's what good head coaches do. So, you know, who do I think will call the game? Could it be Patricia? Yeah, I think it could be Patricia. But I think because Billy Yates could help maybe coach the offensive line during during that time – but for me, it's really about who's who is strategizing how to win the game and attacking the opponent's defense. And I think that'll happen with the head coach.
3: You know, I, I just hope Nesson and Vison viewers understand my job is simply to ask Michael the questions that I know annoy him and to do it <laughs> as tactfully as possible. So understand it's sometimes it's not a fun me. job. Sometimes he I
4: know he's he going to get pissed anno- at me. He- you never annoy me. That's not true. That's not fair. I don't get annoyed. Hey, by I don't the way, get annoyed. I just can I only don't. answer it so many ways.
3: Dumb. Yes. I, I, can t- I was just telling somebody yesterday, I was like, dude, I've worked with the guy for three years. It's the easiest thing ever. So I'm just playing with you. I One thing I will ask you is when Joe J- Judge saw you, did he say, it's been a long effing time and give you a hug? I just want to know if he <laughs> swore a lot.
4: No hugs. We didn't know hugs. I didn't really spend much time with many. I mean, I saw all the Patriot coaches, but I spent more time with the head coach than anybody because, you know, those guys are busy. They're working. You know, they're, they're working. They're they're kind of doing all their stuff. They got the drills to run. So I was able to kind of go in there and spend a little bit of time with, with the head coach and talk about A lot of things. We talk about the Hall of Fame, too. Look, Don Corielle got in the Hall of Fame and not Buddy Parker and not, you know, Clark Shaughnessy. That was a topic of conversation, which I go in extensively on my podcast today. You know, Femi pulled one of yours things today on the podcast. He went, Uh he went, he got me at the end of the show and he got me all riled up. Got me on well, this Hall of Fame thing.
3: Th- that, is, that is a good host because that's going to carry over to the next show. And you can find the GM Shuffle or GM Shuffle over at com slash podcast. It's the best podcast as far as football, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it is. Well, if there's a better historian outside of you, as far as NFL historian, Bill Belichick is legitimately a historian. Oh, way,
4: yeah, he really is. He knows it. He understands it. And you he, and he remove the politics from it. Do you know Don Coryell won 52% of his games and never, went, never won a title? Did you know that? Now I do. He, and, and he's in the I Hall do. of Fame. I, and it, I love it. it it's, I, I, think it's, I think he was a wonderful advancement of the game. But he, people say, well, he invented the forward pass. No, Clark Shaughnessy gave us the forward pass. Let's put that straight. I was going to say, he gets a little
3: too much credit for the innovation as well, but I don't want to bash RIP Don Coryell. When we come back somehow we're going to wrap the daily coach into the lombardi line you'll see that's coming up next here at lombardi line
2: you're listening to the lombardi line on v featuring former nfl executive michael lombardi now once again here's patrick maher
3: Okay, today is a huge day for us here at VEASAN and everybody behind the scenes that put in the work on the Pro Football Betting Guide and the College Football Betting Guide because the Pro Football Betting Guide, 110-plus digital pages, which is aesthetically so pleasing, it's out now. Okay, remember, the only way to get access to this year's Football Betting Guide is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Go there, do it. It takes a minute. Okay, you can sign up now for everything we offer, including Point Spread Weekly, Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles, and the guides for $175 through the Super Bowl. I'll give you a real text I received from Bloomingdale, who is a guy from Michigan I know. He said, these gar- these- he must be Matt, uh, Joe Judge. These guides are effing amazing. Why didn't you tell me about them last year? I did. You're just a degenerate. Sign up now, vsun.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi, as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line. Yep. I'll just say this. Uh, I was reading through this morning the Super Bowl best bets, and it's worth getting the guide just to hear who Matt Humans has bet on to win the Super Bowl. It's fantastic, Matty Humans, who he's got. But the guide is just it's so easy to navigate and it's so comprehensive.
4: It's incredible. And the graphics and the graphics are tremendous. And look, let's let's face it, uh, you know, it's adjustable too, right? It's pliable. You know, because when you buy the guide, you're also buying the weekly information that you need to be good at this. This isn't one stop shopping, right? So you're also going to get points bet weekly where you're going to, you know, be able to keep up on the games, keep up on the injuries, keep up on the trends, what's happening. So I think it's really important to do that. I, I know for me. You know this year, I plan on posting my my power rankings in the guide every week too, because I think it helps me set the line. It may help you understand where the variance is in the line because that 's what we 're looking for we 're looking for what team maybe have a slight variance in the line and this week, my challenge is to kind of come up with week one power rankings because we don 't have information that we typically would have because we we don 't have we don 't have trey lance 's numbers we don 't have Baker Mayfield's numbers in Carolina. We don't know what their third down offense is going to be like. We don't know what they do on four point plays. So all that stuff kind of comes into play. And I think this guide certainly helps you in the work that Steve McAdden, Matt Newman's, you know, everybody did. There uh, is remarkable.
3: Well, McAdden with the numbers and analytics, I, I it, if we sound like shills, understand something. At A lot of companies, when they talk about a product, they go and use other products. The reason we're so fervent and the reason we're so obsessed with these guides is because literally all the guys and women that you listen to on the channel, they use the information in the guides. So we're yeah. so dedicated to it. And like I said, it's not just a guide. It's also a teaching tool. It's, there's, right. If you're a new name better, it'll help I you mean- understand.
4: Adam Burke puts his name on it, right? Uh, you know, Wes Reynolds puts his name. This isn't we're hiding behind Visa and say it. Like, when Pro Football Focus grades a player, that's, nobody knows who graded that guy. Nobody right. knows who graded that guy, right. right? So you don't have any idea. You know, well, this guy, you know I love what they say on TV. This guy's a 64 player. Well, who gave him that grade? Tell me the guy who gave him the grade. Like where did that grade come from? It originated from somebody it wasn't it wasn 't Batman put it in the computer and it bounced out and said, "Oh, here it is. you know the Riddler's staying over here like somebody graded that player, and so what our guy does, we put names to it. We put players you know people Matt humans wrote this about Indianapolis. Adam Burke wrote this about Minnesota. I wrote this about. The, another team, the Chargers were written by what you know, whatever it is, and so now you got to stand by it. And when you do that, you put more into it. It's a great point. It's a great
3: point. Burke has a play season win total on the Rams. You have plenty of time to get it in. Lombardi's got to play on Minnesota. He's got to play on the Giants. So it's all in there. Look, here's what I'm going to tell you. Right now, it's all 175 bucks. It would be worth it. Think about. This goes through the Super Bowl. $175 would be worth it just for the NFL betting guide, but you're getting the college football betting guide, which by the way is 350 pages. You get point spread weekly every Wednesday, which is worth the money, and then you get Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles and yeah. everything we offer. So it's about,
4: com slash subscribe You know, we complain about gas prices in America, which is hard, but we buy a bottle of water for 350, we never say anything about that, right? Like if $2 a week, it, when you break the 175 down for $2 a week, basically, or whatever it comes out to, 25 weeks into 175 is what? We're talking about $5, $6. We spend that at Starbucks for a cup of coffee. Like, it's really not that much. That's but, right. you know, when you, you know, and, and so the coffee gets us going for the day. We need that. So we pay for it every day. We need this to get us going. This is your coffee.
3: <laughs> it's so funny. it's So com slash subscribe. Remember, these prices are going to go up. So I encourage you just to go do it today and make the commitment. It's so funny you say that I'm betting a dime, which, you know, whatever it is on European soccer, but I won't sign up for Disney plus because I'm like, month to month, I don't want we just we, we put in perspective.
4: We miss priority. Oh, that's too much money. I'm money. not buying, I'm not, you know, $5 a gallon for water, I know, all exactly. for gas, but I'm going to spend four fifty because I want Fiji water and I don't want the regular <laughs> exactly. water. You know, like, come on, where are we coming from? You know, like, seriously. Like, you know, anyway, get the, the ice maker from, get the, the ice maker pay you from, back. The, I'll tell you how to save money on water. Get the ice maker from, uh, that makes the ice from uh, Chick fil A. You won't, you'll just drink tap water the whole time because the ice makes it perfect. There's a, Dude, there's that, a tip ice maker, the that
3: ice maker you have is is incredible. Let's be fair. I want to get that yeah. with the crushed ice. Wait till you makes see the picture slushy. I send
4: you today. Wait till you see the picture I send you today when I hooked that when that TV goes up this afternoon. That's what I can't wait for. Ooh, what size did you get? I got I got a 55 inch outdoor TV, which helps you with the lighting and all that. So, so you mean Berman ordered it? Well, Berman's designed the whole thing. Now, he won't be a part. He Berman doesn't do cleanup. He just does design and leaves. He doesn't do anything. Cleanup, dishes, not none of that stuff. You know, no. He shows up for the cocktails. He's the idea guy. You know, feed the mayonnaise to the tuna. You know, that's he's kind of that's the way he works it.
3: <laughs> okay, final word on the guides. It's com slash subscribe. It takes a minute to sign up. Trust me, you won't regret it. Now, question I see a Mal
4: Shaw reading it too. That tells you that all you need to know right there. A Mal Shaw is always sneaking through it, you know. Well,
3: if there's and a he's... company guy here at Veasan, it starts with a Mal Shaw. Let's be fair.
4: <laughs> did you write today's Daily Coach? I did not write today's Daily Coach. I wrote yesterday's Daily Coach the, on Team Did you, building, write, the one, that, uh, did you write the one? This is Trevor Cap wrote this one.
3: So, I want to see how we can apply these foundations to. Betting market. So uh, five key components of a championship caliber team. And you tell me. That's what I wrote. I wrote that one. Yeah, I know it. I wrote that one. Competitive stamina, confidence and without evidence, fight resistance, communication, trust and respect. Best players set a tone. So what I'm going to ask you about your five components of a championship caliber team is let's apply them to some of the organizations today. Go ahead and jump in on this.
4: Well, let's take the Raiders. I was out at the Raiders, right? I don't know if the Raiders understand what competitive stamina is. I think that's something Josh has got to work on. I think Devontae Adams does. I, I think Derek Carr does to a degree. But remember, this is a team that's not used to that. Okay, so I think that. I think this team will have confidence without evidence. I mean, they changed coaches last year. They were confident. They've got Carlson, who's got kicks. They think they can win close games. So they have that. Resistance. I think they fought resistance last year with all the outside distraction, the noise that was coming from them. I think they could do that. The, I think they're learning to trust their teammates. I think they're learning to, to, to trust everybody and communicate with one another. And then, which I think is the most critical component of what I saw and witnessed from the Raiders, was their best players bought it. Their best players have bought into Josh McDaniels. They have bought it. So Adams, Carr. Crosby all their good players are buying in and they're and they're holding the other players accountable for what's going on and I think that's how you start to build a team you don't start with these five automatically you got to coach them you got to coach communication I just had a coach a basketball coach in here in my office this morning we were talking about all these things as well you got to coach communication you got to talk about it you got to say hey listen this is what we need this is how it's going to work. And you've got to have somebody else do the messaging for you.
3: Let's apply the five key components to the bills because the bills across the border, your favorites in the market. So competitive stamina. Okay.
4: They Confidence got it. Confidence evidence. It. They Light have that resistance. too. I th- yeah, they have. I think, the, I think that's what I've seen so far from the Buffalo bills. I think I see those five. I think they have every one of them. I think they have every one of them. And I think they had them last year. I think, you know, they had confidence without evidence even though they lost the opening game. They had confidence without evidence even though they lost two games to New England and Tampa Bay. They kept coming back. They have that fight with them. They, you know, confidence without evidence doesn't mean you've lost and you're still confident. Confidence without evidence means you've won and played bad and you're willing to play better. You follow hmm. me? Like, yes, there's a standard that you have to reach to. It's a standard of excellence. It's just not. Oh, okay. We're going to play good. You know, we won. That's okay. No, you're not satisfied by playing good and winning. Tom Brady, if he throws five touchdown passes and wins, and he thinks the team played bad, he he's going to go back on the team. So it's a little bit of that, and I I see that. To me, when I'm looking at teams, I I didn't. You know, you didn't tell me about this segment. Of course. I'm evaluating them on these five things all the time. And I think Buffalo has this. I think Buffalo's really good at this.
3: Well, Buffalo has number five, best players set set a tone with Allen. And then you brought up the greatest example of all with Tom Brady, best players set a tone,
4: right? That's right. And you need that. Patrick Mahomes will set the tone.
3: At the daily underscore coach. This one was written by Michael Lombardi. These are essentially five key components of a championship caliber team. It was a very good read. Good job. Good job Thank by you, you, Michael Lombardi. Yeah, tremendous. Patrick, I
4: appreciate that. Always, I'm glad you read that. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> and, and Matt Santos We'll see as if, Amal, well was reading we'll see if Amal's doing any reading at all.
3: He's reading the NFL betting guide. And Amal signed up. He just texted me. You go to vsun.com slash subscribe. He finally became a subscriber. He's next.
1: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakeables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com business slash podcast chase make more of what's yours Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC copyright 2024. JPMorgan Chase and company.
6: Your teen requested a ride, but this time not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now with an Uber teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your team to your Uber account today. See app for details.
4: You're listening to the Lombardi line on v
2: featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick
3: Maher okay i tell you about it for good reason a lot and that is because the king of sports books bet has the best reward point program in the business you can convert those reward points to risk-free bets also if you're planning on headed to vegas remember you can use the rewards towards dining shows hotel rooms it's an incredible feature it's like your credit card so remember sign up right now betmgm.com and you get rewards on every bet you place got to be 21 years or older please gamble responsibly and if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we got you back here on a Thursday. It is the Lombardi Line. There's Michael Lombardi fired up in his office in Ocean City, New Jersey. As we go coast to coast, I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. And now, Michael, we go to, of course, Circa There is a tremendous sports book in Las Vegas. And talk to our good buddy, Amal Shaw, one half of Odds On. Hi, Amal. How are you?
2: Doing well, thanks. How are
4: you guys? We're doing,
2: doing great, well. Amal. Thank
3: you
4: for joining us.
3: It is. Uh, it's Thanks. always great to see you. I, I have a question. I have a question for both yeah. of you. So we got neutral with Nebraska laying a price 13 and a half. Amal, I'll start with you. Yeah. Have you ever, you've traveled the world. Have you ever been to Dublin, Ireland?
2: I have been to Shannon and been to Dublin. Have, you know where I want to go is Belfast, but haven't been there. But that's another story. Uh, I just think, you know, it's interesting that they're playing this game overseas. Uh, in Ireland, because I'm sure it's a hotbed of Northwestern and Nebraska lumps
4: <laughs> Yeah, I didn't understand the connection, all. i got to be honest with you. That's why I was laughing when Vinny was on. I didn't understand the connection. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's funny, you know, with this game, I, I don't know where... Why they would do it why they would play a big Ten game over there you know in terms of a season is it you know is this are they, is this a preseason game or is this really one counting you know and so uh, I was surprised by that but obviously there's a greater love affair for football over there and you know we'll get a chance to take a look at the huskers I mean we got Casey Thompson you know a quarterback for the huskers so we'll see what he can do I mean he left Texas in a hush in a rush and we'll see what he does in in, in uh, Lincoln. Yeah, it's going to be
2: interesting. Uh, Look, I like Mark Whipple a lot as the offensive coordinator. I think he'll do an effective job. I don't think he's a guy who's a good head coach, Michael, but I think he's a guy that really does a great job as a coordinator. We saw he's had success at other places, including Miami and Pittsburgh. I think he can be very effective and efficient for Scott Frost's team if he allows him just to kind of coach the offensive side of the ball there.
4: Yeah, it's going to be. I, I don't know. I don't know, Patrick. One second. I don't know how good Casey Thompson is. Like when right, when he was exactly. like he thinks he thinks he's an elite elite player, you know. And people, I know people were trying to recruit him when he was leaving Texas, and and he he scared a lot of people off because of that kind of hey, I'm this great player. I don't know how great he is, Patrick. What are your thoughts? I think Adrian
3: Martinez is still getting paid on that
2: 401k <laughs> at Nebraska because <laughs> so it's just it's going to be true. weird. Yeah, you <laughs> You would, you would have thought Adrian Martinez was a member of Congress. He's been there so long. <laughs> it's, it's, just so
0: just
2: not, it's just weird. It's just weird. And another and, point that you made, you
3: both made about Northwestern, and Nebraska, and Ireland. Like this made sense when Notre Dame was playing over there.
4: It's right. Not yeah. necessarily.
3: Not necessarily. Or with Boston College. Put
4: the put Boston College over there. You know. I mean. Well, I, I don't know, but obviously well, they, draw they draw stole the, on the game. Hill. You're not going to draw in Dublin. Well, you could though. I mean, the Catholics will come out for them all. You know, yeah,
3: hundred percent. You want Protestant
2: part... showing up for them? Yeah, <laughs> no, I know.
4: I know. It's it's tough to park there, though. That's the problem.
3: Maybe they should be playing it in Belfast. Wait, I always get yeah. confused—is that oh, Catholic great, or is that Protestant? Right,
4: right down the Shankill,
2: it'll be fun. We'll see. We'll see. Now, <laughs> it'll be the troubles but, all over again. Yeah, exactly.
3: Be drama. Hey, a qu- question for you. So we do have seven coming up yeah. on. Um, Saturday week zero, do you have advice mm-hmm. for betters early season college football
2: betting there, Amal? Well, in terms of the games, I, I like Utah State against UConn. By the way, I tell you what, Jim Moore, Jr., perfect fit at UConn. Program can't play, guy can't coach. Beautiful marriage. <laughs> I mean, this should work <laughs> but well. But Amal, are you
4: going to lay the 28 there? Are you going to lay it? Are yeah, you going uh, mean... to? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I,
2: I'm, not I'm not necessarily the biggest Anderson fan. Michael, there is not a semblance of a thought in taking Connecticut. This team, unless it's basketball, men's or women's, I, I have no qualms backing them, but ba- football, forget about it. This this team, they're going to be down. Utah State, well, I, to me, I would look at the first half numbers, probably going to be 16 or 17, might be. Uh, as high as 17, I would still lay that there. I think they're going to blow them out. Logan Bonner and that offense are back. They've got eight returning starters on an offense, a team that won 11 games last year. Granted, they won four games by four points or less, but none of these teams are anybody that represents anyone from the Mountain West. They're going to destroy UConn. UConn's got a long way to go in the rebuild. Um, You know, to me, Jim Moore Jr. taking this job tells me that, hey, there weren't a lot of options available for him. And, B, how desperate are you to take a job? Because, Michael, you know this better than Patrick and I do. One of the most important things that I see a lot of coaches miss upon is you don't just take the job to take a job. you got to take the right job. I thought, um, who was the guy from Notre Dame, the defensive coordinator? Um, uh, Bob Diaco? I think, or, or not, not Bob Davie, uh, Bob Diaco, thank you, who took the job at UConn? I thought it was a mistake to take the job. I thought he could coach defensively. You wait for a better job. You know, Kirby Smart had opportunities along the way. He waited and he took the Georgia job. And look at the success he's had.
4: I think if you're a coach, taking the right job is just as important as where you land. No, I, I agree with 100% with that. But if you're Jim Moore and you've been struggling, you were at UCLA, you got fired, you got all this money. I mean, it's a chance to get back. You know, I, right. I, I think it, you know. I don't argue because if it, if you don't take one, the longer you wait, the longer you're out, the harder it becomes. So sure. I think that that's a challenge. But, you know, look, I think Blake Anderson's a really good coach. He was good at Arkansas State. I think he'll do a really good job. I was surprised he wasn't up for the Washington job last year, you know, and. And DeBoer got it, who I think is a fabulous coach, too. So, I, I mean, their program at Logan is a good program. It just I thought 28 was an awful lot. Now, I know Bonner comes back, and they only have really two transfers on their offense. So, they, they're going to be able to stay with some continuity, and Morris' team is filled with transfers.
2: Yeah, and not only that, you What's mentioned fa- Anderson, though. I think he – sorry, go ahead, Patrick. No, please, please go ahead. I, I was going to say, Anderson's massive failure at Wisconsin – I think, played a role no, in a terms... No, this is a different Anderson. This is a different Anderson. I'm sorry, that's right, that's right. This one comes from Arkansas State. That's right, that's right.
4: I'm is sorry, Blake I confused you two for a second there. That's right, Arkansas State, right. That's yeah, Arkansas this is a completely different one. Yeah, he had good one. success there. Yeah, no, he's you a know, good coach.
3: Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking Wyoming, Illinois, week zero. Open 10. That's with what Illinois, I want to ask. Yeah. Up to 11. Here's a couple couple of things. I know Wyoming's got a ton of turnover, Michael in them all. Uh, neither team has announced the starter at quarterback. This is why it's so dicey betting week zero. You've got to get the college football betting guide, but neither team Wyoming nor Illinois, Michael, I'll start with you, has announced the starter at quarterback.
4: Well, I mean, look, but that's the only position when you look at Wyoming's team that has a transfer. They have a corner that they transferred in, and then they have this, I think his name is Freely or something like that, Peasley. Peasley his name is. Mm -hmm. So they had two transfers coming in, Peasley and Swoboda. And so they're deciding on who's going to be, but the rest of the team is relatively redshirt juniors and seniors. So they're returning. They only have two players of their 22 that are transferred in. Whereas Illinois to me, with Brett Belima, they They've got a bunch of new players, a bunch of new cast of characters. So I don't know how that's all going to play out. I know this, you know, they're playing in Champaign-Urbana, which is a lot different than playing in the altitude. I think that really helps Illinois. But Illinois was, I don't know how you felt about Illinois last year, Amal, but Illinois, to me, wasn't a very good team. I think they have a long way to go. The program wasn't in very good shape even when, when Levy left it.
2: I would agree with you. I thought it was absolutely in shambles there when Bielema took over. Look, they're going to run the football. We know that's what they're going to want to do there. Uh, this is a much more effective running team. But the big problem I have when you look at them, Patrick, is the quarterback position. you got Tommy DeVito, the transfer from Syracuse, and you got Arthur Sitkowski, who was at Rutgers. I don't know about you guys, but these are not two guys that I'm looking to take in the portal immediately. And I oh. think when they're going to have to rely on the running game, and that's going to be the key for them. If they can run the ball effectively, I think they've got an opportunity to be efficient against a team like Wyoming who loses a ton of starters. Chase Brown had over 1,000 yards rushing last year. He's a guy that can get it down on the ground. But the Illini defense, how effective are they? Because we know generally Wyoming's teams offensively are not great. Uh, but when I look at this matchup, I, I would probably stay away. Just uh, Patrick brought up a great point. you got to see who's playing. You like these teams have starting offensive lines, starting quarterbacks uh, returning. It helps immensely in terms of the offense and their efficiency. I yeah. do have a play, I mean, I, I'm Michael. with you,
4: Amal. I, you're not getting me to bet Tommy DeVito or Arthur. Sec- I mean, if you can't play at <laughs> Rutgers, you're not getting me to bet yeah, on you. Exactly. No, I'm sorry. Tommy, you're Tommy I, DeVito. And, I, and I respect their families. I'm not trying to insult their families. I'm sure they're wonderful kids. I do, Amal and
3: Michael, have a play. I played under forty-four and a half. I, I see now it's 44. Again, the tempo with Wyoming. What were they? 113 in college football last year. Illinois, right around 100 as far as tempo. Yeah. Wyoming's newly formed that's offense. That's a smart play. Quarterback questions. I,
4: I, 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 I think got a it'll be bit a conservative a... game. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. I think it'll be a conservative game plan.
2: I, I think that's a great play, Patrick. And I'll tell you, when has Craig Bowles' team's offensively been any good? The only way you get beat on this play, to me, is one of two things happened. You had a couple of big, big plays, 75, 80-yard touchdown type of plays, or there are massive turnovers inside a team's own side of the 30-yard line.
3: Yep. Oh, well put. Unders 8-2 and two in Illinois' last 10 games, 14-5 and five to the under, and their last 19 non-conference. I think it's going to be messy. I think it's going to be slow. I like the under there. Amal, have a great show coming up on Odds On. Thank you very much. Thanks, Amal. Thanks, guys. Okay, thank you. That's Shaw one on Twitter. Thank you, Michael. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow.
4: Thank you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Patrick. Thank okay. you, Matt course, Santos. We'll be,
3: <laughs> thank you, Matt Santos. We'll be here Saturday for Week 0 and get you set up for the games. Remember, vcin.com slash subscribe to sign up for the college football and pro football betting guides.
5: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.